I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Storm defeat the Broncos 32-22. to um, Look, spoke a bit about it in Packer Up Boys. I think that Broncos probably played how a lot of people expected, I'd say. Uh, I think the Storm are probably what really impressed people that night. I think that not enough people are giving credit for what the Storm did. They go up there. They got nothing to play for, essentially. Broncos are playing for a minor premiership. Yes, granted, there was a little bit more experience in the Storm side, but not so much that the Broncos couldn't get the job done. I think the Storm, after that performance, have rocketed right back into premiership contention. I know it was reserve grade versus reserve grade or whatever in quotation marks, but you'd have to say both teams are bringing the equal amount back in when it comes to experience and how good they are. So you would argue that Storm are almost on an even playing field as the Broncos heading into finals footy. You could even argue they're a bit ahead because they've got finals experience. What did you think of the match, Skirit? Uh Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this one. Obviously, I probably favoured towards seeing the young guys coming in mm. and whatnot. But there was a lot of guys we got to see. You know, a Howarth debut, been waiting a long time. Sua, he obviously carved it up. So that was great to see. Uh, and I agree with you, mate. I think, obviously, these two teams are playing each other again this week. And, geez, it could turn this competition on its head if Melbourne <laughs> go up there and mm. pull an upset, put mm. Brisbane and Penrith on the same side of the draw. All of a sudden... Newcastle, your Warriors, these sort of sides. If you can make it all the way to the grand final, one of Brisbane or Penrith might have to win two grand finals in two weeks. Like, if the Storm make a grand final with this current squad, it's it's incre- Like, it's yep. nothing short of absolutely incredible. And I personally think if they win this game on Friday night, I think they will be there. They probably should be there. Yeah. What do you reckon? What do you think about the match, Timmy? Yeah, look, I, I don't take as much out of it as you boys in terms of the, the title race. Uh, there were plenty of things to take out of it in terms of your squad and your depth, but mm. the, you know there were two, a lot of new faces coming in, a lot of players rested. I don't think it changes anything for next week at all in my eyes. The only thing that changed for me in terms of looking ahead to next week, and we'll obviously get to a preview of that game a little bit later, is Ryan Pappenhausen and, and his return. So the fact that he's come back in. Got through a full game, looked outstanding. Well, there's the X factor that, that you go, all right, that could push me into premiership contention once again. But, look, 
I think the Broncos players sitting there on the bench watching on, they'd be, they'll be rested up coming into next week. Same goes for the Storm. Mm. But I, I haven't changed my opinion on, on what I think will happen next week. And I said we'll get to that a bit later. Mm. I still think the Bronx will win. Uh, but I think, it, I think it does change a little bit for the premiership contention because Ryan Pappenhausen, you saw the difference he made on that rugby league field. Like He looked like an origin-level player playing with you know, lower-tier players. And that's what we've kind of been... I guess discussing all year with the Storm, if they can somehow get Pappy, Munster, Hughes, Grant back together, add on that, I think guys like Tepe Maroa and uh, Tarek Sims even, uh, Josh King, we know what he can do. But those two guys, I think that that, if they do, I know one of them will get a bench spot, I would assume anyway, it just fills out that front row for them. I, I really thought they played really good footy as front rowers and that's the one concern we've kind of had for Storm is waiting for Pappy and also just when they lose that starting front row how do they go Pappy's return absolutely changes stuff next week but the rest of it not as much for me Um, so another like a shout out for in regards to performance I thought Joe Chan when he came on was bloody good too he was very good he was really really good Um, but what were your thoughts on we'll get to this we'll talk to the Storm first thoughts on the far long or yeah, it was really good to see, mate. Um, obviously, you know, you did a reaction video a couple a year or two ago on him now. I think it's the start of this year. Yeah. Start of this year. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I'd heard about him last year yeah. as like, you know, you hear and you watch a little snippet here. It was this year, though, that I actually got like a good look at him. Yeah, and you know, he's the sort of guy that he's been absolutely carving it up in the Host Plus Cup up there for a very long time for the Falcons. But you watch the stuff he does in reserve grade and it's almost like, oh, can you actually do that in first grade? Mm. And then to see him in game one at Suncorp, do exactly that mm. is just incredible. He's also a um, a Victoria junior, so he's yeah. come through there. So pretty special for the Melbourne Storm. And doesn't it just feel like every three years you look at the Melbourne Storm and you go, oh, shit, they've got three gun fullbacks. How do oh, they fit mate. them all in? And here it's we go all over again. Unbelievable. I yeah. will say as well, Falongo, he's almost the first fully like elite level standard player that has come all the way through Bellamy's system. Like, and that is something to be quite concerned about if you're another club. If they can hold on to him, obviously, little Pappy um, will stay there. But when you think about it, there no, hasn't been a really – there's been battlers that have come up through Victoria. I think it's five players. Mm. He has, I'd assume, from day dot, as soon as he got into a professional outfit, not even professional outfit, into systems, it was the Storm system. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure he played Harold Matz and SG Ball for the Thunderbolts. So, yeah, which wow. is the Melbourne side who normally get played off the park, but he was a standout from there. Was, it was actually, I think it was the start of this season because he played in the trial at the start of this year and I spoke about him during the week, mm. put up a video before that game and he played really well in that trial. But you have a look even at like the footage that was available of him mm. on that thing I posted, like it's very park footy stuff yeah, down yeah, there. Like yeah. a very, like almost looked like it was filmed off a phone sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, super exciting, mate. Um yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a bolter to, you know, I, th- I think Samoa he can play for at the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, he's Samoan. Oh, Is he related to David him, Firelogo? 100% you would. Related to David Firelogo at all or not? Not sure. I'm I, um, I, 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 thanks for the message. I got messages on how to pronounce it. I think it's Firelongo. Firelongo. So I don't think you say the G, go, Firelongo. Yep. But that's probably wrong too. But I did get messages, so I've been practicing it. Firelongo. When I posted that thing Longo. about him earlier in the year... I reached out to him, and mm. he said that's how to pronounce okay. it. Still, but, uh, people tell me I was wrong. wrong but <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah, mate, I was full on, yeah. So, I mean, 
don't get me wrong, we'll probably still stuff it up here and there. But we'll, as you guys know, listeners, we always try our hardest to get it correct. Obviously an athletic freak. I'd love to hear his story. And he's probably already told it about why coming through Victoria, why rugby league and that, because you look at him move around. I'm sure he could have been half-handy at uh, Aussie rules. Mate, how the Storm have managed to just keep it a wraps? Because when you see a guy that athletically explosive, you often hear about what they're doing at training. You know, like there's this kid at the Storm training that is absolutely dicing Munster to bits, Hughes to bits, and they're just so good at like keeping a lid on their superstars coming through. Well, if you talk to anyone who watches the Host Plus Cup up there, they're aware. Mm, but yeah. it just, but you're right, it hasn't leaked fully. Not at all. No. Another like this, this, this absolute like we're not talking about yeah, pretty good fullback coming through. We're talking about a guy that's footwork is as explosive as we've seen from a debutant, yeah. like. He would be up there with other debutants with how good his footwork is. And I know it would have excited you more than anyone can be, but the goosey. All day long, baby. <laughs> it's got to be one of the best ones we've Mate, seen, I reckon. Seriously, literally broke me neck at home. <laughs> Guru. Spend, goosey. Spent a bit of time in the winging queue cup as well, so... That's good to know. Could, yeah, so I could slot in on the yeah. wing for the Storm. Because he's year. not that big. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's why I wouldn't mind Sloan going to the wing, just to teach him, like the kind of boring, monotonous part of rugby league. And that's really interesting that... Um, when, uh, when Pappy went back for the Falcons, he jumped onto the wing the last few weeks. Yeah. There's a mo- there was a moment two weeks ago where Pappy got the ball at fullback and he passed to him coming out of his own 20. He chipped over the top, regathered, and scored in the opposite corner yeah. untouched. Like, Cute just tough. a freak. Yeah. Far out. So exciting. I cannot wait to see him, um, you know, just progress. And honestly, if I'm a struggling club, I just throw a big coin at him. You got, I just... Just make a Hail Mary. Doesn't work. Shit. And if I'm him, I think the strongest thing you can do is say no at the moment. Oh, for sure. The strongest thing you can do is say no and just say, Billy, can you be down at training as much as possible, please? Short trip up the Hume Highway to the nation's capital, boys. Doesn't have to get too far from family and friends back home in Vic. I honestly, if I'm an opposing club and I don't have a fullback, I'm honestly looking at the areas of like five, six hundred K. And I know that sounds insane, insane for a, a... a guy that's played one in a row game. But you have to ask yourself, if he just plays, if he becomes a top 10 fullback, that's unders for a fullback. I would have signed him for 500 two weeks ago, and I'm not kidding. Yeah, it's like that's unders for a fullback. And you saw what he did in his first game. And there's, there's a difference between coming into a squad that's like just an absolute dominant squad and going well and individual brilliance. And that's what we saw on the weekend. It was individual, just absolute brilliance. Matter of fact, there's an argument to be made if he's not playing, they don't win that game. Um, I mean, they scored. He scored two tries. So it's like, um, so if yeah, if I'm another club, I am pushing hard for him. But you know, if you're his advisor and you're his manager and you really care about the kid, you say, mate, just spend at least another a year or two here, and then you can go and get the big contract. But you're gonna you're gonna earn way more money by staying at the Storm long term than probably. Oh, well, you don't know that he could go to another club and become the best uh, fullback in the game, and maybe he earns Bitcoin then. But I just reckon another year or two at the Storm and then make your choice rather than now is a good idea. I really hope he does play um, internationals at the end of the year. Because oh, awesome, hey? that actually makes the Samoan side so good because then you've got Suoliki one side, Critter the other side, and Falongo at the back there. That's scary. Yeah. Scary stuff. Very scary. Uh, another guy I want to talk about, Tepe Mayora. Uh, Mayora. I hope I'm saying that right. I thought his impact off the bench was absolutely outstanding. I, I actually think he... He almost turned the game. There was a period there, even I think before the sent 10 in the bin, 
where the Broncos seem to like kind of get in their groove a little bit. I know that they weren't as dynamic with the ball and their you know uh, backline players were nowhere near as slick as they usually are, but their forwards seem to be kind of getting the upper hand. And Tepa Mayota came on and just completely blew the game open. Quick play of the ball, super aggressive defence. I mean, we're talking about a guy that came on and what was he? He played like very limited minutes, 30 minutes, I think. I'm trying to get up here, sorry. So he played 35 minutes. He had 12 runs, 128 metres, so averaged more than 10 metres a run. 45 post-contact. He had seven tackle breaks and a line break, 17 tackles and one miss, all in 35 minutes. Like, that is perfect impact. He, uh, Tepai, when he was coming through, he, I believe he was at Newington, and mm. he was like a union prodigy. He was absolutely killing it. Then signed with Parramatta, and... It, did anyone remember his first grade debut? Like he, he looked like he was going to absolutely blow it away, mm. and then it, it all slowed down for a couple of years. I mean, he still played 100 first grade games for Parramatta. Yeah. Went over to Union, played with the Waratahs and whatnot. It's now come back at the Melbourne Storm, and I think he's going to be probably a more important guy than what we expected mm. during this final. How old is he? Do you, can you get his age up? 27 years old, so he's been around so for a got, while. Okay, yeah. but he's also got some time too. Yeah. Mm. yeah. We're expecting a bit more, like, to see him featured a fair bit more. Because he, he came, went back to the Storm and the NRL late last year, from memory. Yes, yeah. Late yeah, last year. Yep. thought we'd feature a bit more this season. I believe he had injury troubles and just a struggle to get back going again. But, yeah, a bit, could have a big impact on Isn't it, it interesting that, you know, a lot of fans will be like, oh, bloody hell, we don't have forwards or we don't have backs or whatever. But you, you don't notice, like, the Storm are trying to bring in forwards like they're trying to find the guy that come in and replace and um what do you got there uh year before 2021 he came to the storm mm. oh yeah it was that it was a pre- the one where they won the minor apprenticeship yeah, right? yeah, yeah. that huge run uh another guy that i thought was outstanding for the storm uh jaden nikarima nikarima yep. um two try assists um 68 but he just looks super super slick super slick two try assists and it probably should have been three yeah should have been three and every time he got the ball, it made me nervous as a Broncos fan. I was like, oh, the, like the space just seems to be there. They seem to be hanging off him. And that's a sign of a really good player, that they make defences nervous. Um, who else stood out for you, boys? Uh, we got to see the debut of Jack Howarth. It's been a long time coming, potentially the longest time coming of any debutant mm. ever when you consider signed a five-year deal a couple of years ago. And I think, I think we're almost in year three of that deal now. Year three? Like year two, maybe. Maybe year two, I think. Because it would have been two, signed... Yeah. Two and a, like half years yeah, ago? Yeah, probably year two, actually. One, two. Still, they want a five-year deal at Melbourne, who Unheard we've been of. saying for ages, geez, their pack struggling. So mm. I only see him now uh, has really surprised me. Played about 65 minutes there. Got through his work. Uh, probably didn't have the well, – he hasn't had the breakout moment yet that mm. I expected him to. Uh, but it's good to finally see him. I don't yeah. know what the story is there. You can assume or jump to conclusions as much as you want, but good to just finally see him. For sure. I thought he looked all right. Good in contact, didn't look overawed. 31 tackles, only one miss, which is a great sign. Um, he had nine runs for 80 metres, so his contact is okay, which is good for a young fella. Um, and Craig Bellamy obviously listens to the podcast because obviously <laughs> didn't come as a centre, did he? <laughs> Belly ache, you got that one wrong, mate. Just saying. <laughs> but he's another one from that class that people just need to keep in mind that, you know, they played all their junior football, same as Sewer, during COVID. Mm. So they have got big gaps in their development sure. that normal guys don't. Mm. Look, if anyone – I will go to the grave. Craig Bellamy is the greatest player developer in the history of the game. So if there's any coach that can develop him into a superstar, it's Craig Bellamy. Yeah. And I'm sure that if he goes on to have a good career, I reckon in years to come he'll be talking about the two years that he was forced to be patient and what he oh, would have learned during sure. that period. Maybe Bellamy's telling him to stay patient. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> stay patient, our fans. <laughs> yeah, stay patient. 
That was fancy. He pulled him into the office and he just kept saying each week, stay patient. <laughs> stay patient, baby. Um, we already... Sorry. So, so Howarth signed the deal at the start of 2022, but he had a, he had a year left. So the five-year deal actually started this year, 2023, goes to 2027, but he signed at the start of 2022. <clears throat> yeah, okay. Jeez, that is so big raps. Like <clears throat> the Storm, to sign him on a... The Storm. Cameron Smith didn't even sign five-year deals. Billy Slater didn't even sign five-year deals. That is such big raps. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I just I thought the Storm were outstanding. I thought they... I really like what I saw, the fact that they're all on board. They're, I think it was them and the Penrith Panthers. They're the only two sides that completed over 85%. I'll just check. I think the Tigers also completed like 80%, but, you know, they didn't have the ball. Um, sorry, guys. I'll just get up the Panthers' completion. I think it was like 85 or 84. 84%. Isn't that telling? Yeah. Like, isn't that telling? Heading into finals footy, the two teams that have been there and done it, the two teams that are the most ready, the two best sides in the competition, the game before finals footy, 84% completion and 85% completion rate. Like That is a good side preparing itself for big matches in finals footy. Um, is it, I was just having a look at the Melbourne Storm and like where they finished over the years and I don't have it in front of me, but geez, I'd love to see how many times over the last few years they've finished top four. Obviously last year they finished fifth, but before that I think it was seven years. 2014 was the last time they'd missed. So since 2011, they've missed the top four twice. And those years, fifth and sixth. Yeah. I'll, I'll read it out to you. So since, let's say since um, 2006, when they made the grand final, is where they, they, came, they came first, first, 2007 first, 2008 first, 2009 fourth, 2010 was the um, salary cap year, 2011 first, 2012 second, 2013 third, 2014 sixth, bad year. 2015 fourth, 2016 first, 17 first, 18 second, 19 first, 20 second, 21 first, and then fifth. Unbelievable. It is truly unbelievable what they do. Uh, so that means it's been like 15 plus years since week one finals. They haven't either had a second bite of the cherry or a home final. It's crazy. So impressive. So impressive. Yeah, I, I reckon they've... You know, for a year of like super inconsistency, uh, for a year where I've just, I just don't know if they have that gear in them to go into a grand final. I, I'm, um, I actually think they are a premiership threat now. Um, I do think that even if they do lose to Broncos this week, which is you know almost fifty fifty, some would say more their side sixty forty. I'm, I'm confident they win that next week at the very least. Mm. Um, so I guess we'll see. Since 2002, the Melbourne Storm haven't had a home game in finals week one in th- on three occasions. And Jesus. one of those was the year they, like, they were, didn't have because of the salary cap. Stupid. And the other years is because they finished third or fourth and you just don't get a home final. Unbelievable. That is crazy stuff. Yeah. That is crazy stuff. Um, it, and it, I guess it puts into perspective... You know, what Penrith are doing is absolutely amazing. Amazing. They may go three in a row, but they're still another 15 years away from doing what the Storm have done. Yep. You know, it, it, no, I, look, I back them in to do it. Everything is lined up for them to do it. But if you're a Storm fan or, or whatever, you, you're, you're almost sitting there going, don't compare us to anyone in the last 20 years. Like We have been in the top four essentially for 20 years now. No other team can say they've done that. Um and like they did, like 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 the Roosters have been super successful over the years, but they've had their years where they have just bottomed out completely. Yeah. South Sydney have had their years where they've <clears> bottomed <throat> out completely. 
Melbourne, yeah, yeah, they won a spoon in 2010, but you know, salary cap. Outside mm. of that, literally their worst season is sixth. It's insane. It's insane. All right, now onto the Brizzy Broncos. Uh, I thought, uh, aside from one or two little errors, I thought Tristan Saylor was amazing. Another guy that if I'm a lower-tier club, I'm signing. I'm trying to sign at least because obviously he's not probably not going to get a crack behind Reese Walsh. Uh, he's killing it in Q Cup. His second game in first grade this year, he's been outstanding. Geez, it's um, a good place that the club is in where they can have Reese Walsh as their number one fullback and then Tristan Saylor can come in and play like that. He's uh, He is super, super slick. 200 metres, one line break, three line break assists, two try assists, eight tackle breaks in a loss. Special. Unbelievable. And then in Q Cup, this season you mentioned killing it there, Campy. 14 games this season, six tries, 20 try assists, 20 line break assists. Like, he's had something special about him since when he was down at the Dragons and got a few NRL starts there in limited opportunity. He's obviously got a few chances at the Broncos now. Like, he's got NRL starter written all over him. Jeez, yeah. He's talented. Mate. And, it, and, like, think about when he gets a few, you know, 10 games under his mm. belt or, or even 15 or 20 or two years under his belt. If this is what he's doing now, imagine what he's going to be doing in two years of first grade. And you look at, like, Broncos going to finals – God forbid something happens to Reese Walsh and he yeah, goes down. It's true. You got Tristan Taylor coming up, sweet. Yeah. I'm obviously not trying to say they're anywhere near the same level, but it's not like disaster. Like not at all. You no. got, okay, look, it's not as good for sure, but Tristan Taylor's not bad. And, and, and quite like for like in a sense that he's a decent ball player, lightning quick, mm. like. Oh, geez, if he was available for up. the Raiders, how much would you sign Taylor for? Uh, like he wouldn't be on much up there at the moment, but. You'd probably look to give him four hundred k. Matt, I'd go him. Oh, I'd go Maybe five six hundred. Five, yeah. Just because, and people might go, "Why do you keep throwing up these huge numbers for a fullback that hasn't done that much?" It's like, look, what are your current situation? Mm. You can you can roll in the next year and save yourself five six hundred k and pay another guy four hundred k or three hundred and fifty to be a bottom eight fullback, even bottom and, four. And also, why hasn't he done that much? Well, it's because he had all the off-field stuff at the Dragons and he was rubbed out of the game for a while. Yeah. And he's come back and killed it at every opportunity he's had. So yeah. if it wasn't stunted from that, you know, maybe he's a top 10 fullback in the game right now. Like, and it's just like, what is your alternative? So, okay, you're going to save, let's say, let's say you went into next year with Rapana as your fullback. Okay, maybe you save, three, you save 300 grand. Let's just be really, let's say Rapana's only on 300 grand. Is, is it worth saving 300 grand to almost know that A, Rapana is a bit older, but B, he's, he's a great winger. He's not a fullback, even though some of his ball playing has been pretty outstanding. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's almost like you have to not look at it in isolation and look at it rather as what is the alternative. The alternative is going into another year with a guy that's not a genuine fullback. He's a winger. The alternative upside for you is if you do get Tristan for five 600K and he plays just 85% of what he's playing now, that's a good salary – that's a balanced salary cap to have a gun fullback at five six hundred k Like, it's not that bad. And that's where, you know, five six hundred k is a lot to spend. But if you get it right you – know, like, imagine if the Broncos would have three years ago done what – or two years ago, whatever it was, done what the Warriors did and went and got Reese Walsh. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, imagine if the Broncos said, oh, 400K, you know, to bring Reese back. Like, that's going to put out some of our – no, they moved people around. They got him back. And now they're going – it's like the deal of the century. Without yeah. a doubt. Um. Now, uh, other players that played well, uh, I thought. Uh, I thought Corey Jensen, Ripton, Ted, um, Flegler. I thought he, you know, had a had a crack. But my main guy that I thought I really liked is Jordan Ricky. I think he's just had such a good year. 
Uh, and it's all in the little things. Even from game one to game now, it's all the little things that he's rounded his game out. How interesting has it been since Ricky comes into grade and you almost expect him to be this explosive, highlight reel, edge back rower, and yet he's done all the other things. It's all the little, it's a kick chase, it's a really strong defence, it's aggression, it's getting through your work. I thought he was outstanding on the weekend. Ricky, it feels like he's matured years in months. A hundred percent. I I remember getting to like round eight, round ten, around that mark at the start of this year, and Broncos were going good. But honestly, he was irking me week in, week out, mm. just with little things that he was doing, or just the one or two errors that were happening every single week. He's a new footballer now. Yeah. So it's so good to see, so good to see, and it's it's a mature game. It's a mature game, and the big things will happen. They'll absolutely happen. We know he's got that athletic ability in him, but it's the attitude side of things and, and knowing what he offers to a team. And, and when you play like that, that's the kind of footy that keeps you in a side regardless of whether you have the highlight reels or not for 10 years. Whereas if you're the highlight reel guy that does it every second or third week, very easy to lose that highlight reel and then you get dropped. This is what you can build a career on. The other name you mentioned there was Corey Jensen. Jesus, a solid front row forward. Bloody hope he is. Like, you're never going to have to pay him much money, but he will just do a job every single week for you. I think that there's a lot of teams out there that could do much worse than having Corey Jensen in their starting pack. Oh. Broncos' depth this season, oh, it's, it's so good. Like you mentioned, Ricky, Piyakura, disregarding the three times put on report in one game, but just looks <coughs> so damaging. He's such a good ball runner. Like he's going to be something special. Corey Oates might not get selected for week one of finals. Piyakura is going to be coming off the bench. Far out, you've, you've in this premiership window, and they said losing a couple next year, but every chance this year. And like a guy like Deloitte Hoyter, you know, not even spoken about, but he had 13 runs, 164 meters, three tackle breaks, two line breaks. Like, and he's what third or fourth down the pecking order? He's the sort of guy that I wouldn't be surprised if he jumps up the pecking order in trials next year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then you've got Jordan Pereira, you know what I mean? That's yeah. also at the club. Like, that is a, an embarrassment of riches in the yeah. back line. An embarrassment of riches. You know what I love, too, in this game, Kempi? And we've spoken about it before this year, but Marty, he was at the Manly Seagulls last year, throwing his hands up in the air, not happy, gets to this game, and he's essentially played the, the same role the entire year. Play 30 minutes, do a job for us. Gets to this game, they rest everyone. Marty just plays his same role, and he's yeah. just happy to do his thing for this side. It's Mate, great to see. He's been such a good signing for the club. So important that you have like squad balance and guys like Marty. And I agree with you, mate. I I looked at last year and I was like, fuck. If if you if that if we saw that little snapshot of him throwing his arms up and we're going, oh no, is that purely his fault? And is that the way he sees things? He's come up to the Broncos, and although you still don't want to see those clips put up, you'd have to say clearly there was more going on. If a guy can come up to Brisbane and fully play his role like this. He's so frustrated that he's doing that. There had to be a, a bit more going on because he's getting the ball less up in Brisbane but seems happier. Um, what did you make of Blake Moser? Solid. Yeah. Solid. I, yeah, got on, did his job. But I don't think Blake Moser is going to be a guy that's going to – he's not going to come on and just blow the world apart or I think he's going to be a guy similar-ish to Cameron Smith where like they build into their careers and they get to like year three or four and you go, hang on a sec – this guy is like so well-rounded. Um, now, Smithy came straight in and first year or two he was playing Origin. Um, I think second, even the, what was he, second or third year. So there's obviously a difference. Like I'm not saying he's where Cam, Cam is, but I just mean as style of player. Whereas you could see a guy like um, 
Cookie, for example, even though he took a while to debut, he can come in and explode onto the scene. Harry get, Grant, that, get, get those highlight reel moments. Yeah, exactly. Whereas I think Blake Moser is going to be a slow, steady build into what, you know, where you start to really appreciate what he brings to a side. Yeah, he, uh, he moves very differently to other hookers, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a bit taller too. He's a bit, yeah, that's what I was actually looking at him the other day going, does he stay a hooker his whole career? I mm. I, I wonder if, mate, like he, he almost looks like a bit of a 5'8 to me at times, but... Yeah, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. I he's got massive, massive wraps on him. I, I think it'll be a slow burn, to be honest. I think it'll be a slow burn. I think also there'll be games where people just don't appreciate what he does because yeah. he's like an out and out he plays like the game like an out and out hooker that his role is to deliver good service to the people around him. Um but yeah, he was good. Uh so look, definitely disappointing that we couldn't get the minor premiership couldn't just get the job done especially with a player off the field you know I do think that you know Madden and Rogers uh, first of all Rogers kicking converting mm. is unbelievable it's like a rugby union converter it's unbelievable um, I do think they just struggled a little bit to grab the game by the scruff of the neck and go boys we're going here and just get it done looked a bit like sometimes the forwards are like where do I possible where do I possible um, but that's understandable like you've got a whole new spine um, you know, Tyson Smoothie, Madden, Rogers, and Tristan Saylor weren't even at the club essentially last year. Uh, whereas, you know, you look at the Storm, you've got Pappy, Nikorima, Wishart was at the club last year, and Bronson Garlic has essentially been starting for the last, at least the last month. Mm. I uh, love Kempi, such a, a sign of growth as a coach and, and as a bloke as well, <laughs> Kevy Walters. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Just going, I have an opportunity to, to walk in a, a minor premiership in the sense if he played his full strength team this week, have that on his resume, mm. you know, a bloke who was under pressure as much as 12, 18 months ago. And you go, no, nah, I'll rest him. I'll get my players right, fit, ready to go for week one of the finals, rest any niggles. There's a bigger picture here, and it isn't the minor premiership. Mm. That is like... It's a pretty big play. Like Ivan Cleary, who played a strong side, and, and I think the reason for that being that he'd had Stagley's restings and they had been a bit clunky, so he wanted to get that. The Broncos were firing, and but like Ivan clearly could have rested. We were like, I don't need another minor premiership, what of yeah. it? But Kevin Walters easily could have gone, I want this on my resume, a big big win, but he's gone, nah, big picture. That's a great point. That's a great point. Selfishly, Kevin could have been like, a minor premiership on your resume is... Pretty big. That keeps you around for, what, another five, six mm. years minimum? Because you just – if you can win a minor prem, even if things go south the next year or two, there's going to be other clubs going, well, bloody, he can essentially be the best side all year long. Uh, so that's a great point. It's a really good point. And I think that it just shows you that, you know, Kevy is all about the Broncos. He's all about what is best for the Brisbane Broncos. And I also think that you're seeing, you know, a really good example of it doesn't matter how far we come in science, training – rehab recovery there is something to be said for like tradition culture and believing in something that come before you and that's what kevy has brought i, I don't think you know is would kevy be the biggest x's and o's guys that makes the boys 
everything to a minute. No, I think he's more he's more along the lines of I want you to be the best you can be, and I trust your ability to get the job done rather than me having to control, you know, almost be contr- too controlling and control every single second of every single game. And I think he's brought that back to the Broncos. Just on Kevy, I was just thinking then, wouldn't it be unbelievable? Like, obviously, the Broncos and the Panthers are the premiership favourites right now. If that turns out to be our grand final, we'll have a father and son coach and player combat oh, on both sides. Far out. That is crazy. That I was having a look the other day at um, players in the NRL era that have won premierships at the same club their fathers did. There's only been five of them in the NRL era over the last 20-odd years, and yeah. Billy could be. The six. That'd be pretty special. I hate to pour cold water, but that happened last year. What did? Uh, Brad Arthur, Jake Arthur. Oh, Jake Arthur, of course. <laughs> yeah. Good one, Guru. That's some real cold water. <laughs> <laughs> Should have seen that one. He's been Guru. drowning all week. Friday, Matty. Just remarkable. Has not happened in 12 months. <laughs> <laughs> not oh. even. Um, yeah, so good stuff. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.